You're listening to That Champion Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Emmanuel. Each week, I deliver high-energy new content and episodes to help you go from where you are to where you want to be, aka living that hot and luxe and vibey lifestyle you've been dreaming of. I love sharing and talking all things biz, lifestyle, woo, subconscious mind, and of course, my fave, celebration mindset. And so from now on, consider me your fab biz and lifestyle coach, BFF, guru, and luxe lifestyle influencer. I'm here to support women like you in magnetizing and monetizing your desired dream lifestyle, run a six-figure freedom biz, and make shit happen. Because here's the thing, you are a worthy beesh, and I'm here to empower you, babe. So I share everything, my struggles, behind-the-scenes battles, success stories to show you that it gets to be this and that and more. And so there's no more settling, no more nibbing your light, and I'm giving you permission to dream bigger. So go ahead, time to pop the champagne and enjoy a fab makeover because a new episode starts now. Hi guys, happy Tuesday. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. As you can tell, my energy is just like, oh, feeling so good. Guys, I just had a three day off, well, three day weekend without my son. So I'm going to say off. Uh, it was a vacay. It felt so good. I love, love, love my son. But guys, you know, if you have uh, children or you have children in your surroundings, you know that toddler life is very demanding in the bestest way. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love being a mother. I love my son to death. But if you think my energy is next level, you guys should see him. He's like a freaking tornado. Arlo is all over the place. He has such, such fun energy. But right now, he's all about like running around pretending that he's a superhero and that he wants to go to the park and he has like all of this energy like built up energy inside of him that he needs to release and so let's say one day it's like raining and we can't really go outside and like play or like go I don't know like on his scooter or play soccer or whatever like we really need to be creative let's just put it that way so anyways my mom, about uh, three weeks ago, my mom offered to to take him for the weekend. And we, honest to God, my husband and I were like, yes, like take him because we never take, we never have some time off. Like we, uh, we live about, I mean, the closest relative that we have or friend, it lives two and a half hours away from our house. So, and we don't have a sitter yet in, um, in Quebec city. I mean, we have like a potential one that when we do start hiring her, I'm going to dive into with you guys because I think we manifested it, but we haven't tried it out yet. So, uh, so basically we never, we never have some time alone, my husband and I, without our son. So when my mom, um, asked if she could babysit him for the weekend and she was going to bring him to the cottage and they were going to go boating and like see cousins and all that, we were like, hell yes, like take him, he's all yours and we're going to make like, we're going to make, like, the best weekend out of it. So, Friday morning, I'm recording this on Monday morning. Uh, this is, like, my new thing. I just really want to, like, I don't know, release the podcast as soon as I I record. I want us to be on the same wavelength. So, basically, Friday morning, I drove my son. Uh, my mom and I, like, 
have this halfway meeting point. So she drives an hour. I drive an hour and a half. So um, I went on with my son. We drove. We listened to podcasts, music. We sang. Like, it was just, like, a fun ride. And when I came back, like, when I was driving back home, I had this hour and a half alone time. And I mean, like, alone, alone, you know, where I could, like, really just, like, listen to audiobooks and to podcasts. Like, I really, I think I listened to, like, five podcasts. Like, I really caught up so that was like giving me like so many downloads and funny thing is while I was driving like within those three hours that I was on the road I kid you not I saw 111 most probably like 75 times like at one point I was just laughing every time I would see 111 um I, like, at one point I was just laughing because I was like, universe, like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, I was having such a good time driving, being on myself and like listening to all of these podcasts and singing my heart out and like really looking forward to this 48 hour break from my son and like really reconnecting with my husband. So then when I got home, my husband took like half the day. So we pretty much got home pretty much at the same time. And then we are we installed new light fixtures in my kitchen because we're going to be redoing the entire kitchen. And I think I dove into this last week. I can't really remember. Uh, we were having like new countertops, granite countertops uh, put in. In the next few weeks, we're changing the backsplash. We're changing, well, we just did. We changed the light fixtures. We're just like updating the kitchen because it's beautiful, but it is not my vibe. I need like light kitchen. I need like very modern kitchen, very sleek and everything. So we start doing that on Friday. And just by changing those three light fixtures, it's like a whole new kitchen already, you know? So I was just like, ah, it feels so good. And like, while he was doing that, I was like listening to like crazy loud music and dancing in the kitchen and like really just like having, having a, like, a great time, you know? And then we went out for dinner. We had like an amazing date at this Italian restaurant, which is in the old part of Quebec City, like in the old town, like cobblestone and like all of it, like just very vibey, very elegant, very just like, oh, very like Friday night, you know? Like we never have dates on Friday nights anymore because we don't have a sitter. And so it just felt so good. We ordered and like, we ordered like all of this yummy food. We shared everything. I had like Barolo, um, Barolo. What the heck did I just say? I don't know. Whatever. It's Friday. It's Monday morning. I, yeah, I had a few glasses of Barolo. I had Negronis. Like, it was just like, oh, it was just so fun. And like getting dressed up and not everything. And then Saturday, we uh, we spent the day at the spa. And it was just like, it's a beautiful spa. If you guys are ever in Quebec City, make sure to go to Strom Spa because it is such a vibe. The food there is beyond good. They have like great, um, wine selection. Like the space in itself is just so refreshing. Like you would feel like you're literally in Miami or something. Like it just, it feels so good. And like we spent the day there and it was like 25 degrees or 30 degrees. I don't even know. It was just like the most perfect, beautiful day. And it's like the setting is on the water. So on the St. Lawrence, um, river. So there was like sailboats and like sidus and like it was just like so much fun and then we ordered in food because we were like dead tired and we just like netflix and chill and then yesterday we um we went on we went on this like 
I'm, I'm going to say 10K, uh, 10 kilometer walk and run. Like we did both. And it was just like so good and light and easy because when we usually go out on the weekends, it's with like the stroller and then my son wanting to like be in the stroller being, he wants to like run, like, escape the stroller and then we're running after him and so sometimes it gets chaotic but yesterday was just like ah oh, like fresh and easy and breezy and it just felt so good and we uh right before we picked up my son we went for a little shopping um shopping adventure and that was fun anyways I'm just saying that my vibe today like me stepping into this week Oh gosh, if it was just like perfect. It was so rich. Like I feel like I'm totally recharged. I feel like I was actually looking forward to like Monday because I have like all this inspo, all this creative juice like flowing through me. And it's so fun because I was looking at my calendar over the weekend and I realized something that is pretty epic. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I took a freaking long break from Instagram. Actually, not just Instagram, from social media altogether. I took a four-year break from social media. So from November 2016 up until July 13th, 2020. So a year tomorrow, um, I did not post one single thing on social media at all. I didn't even have Facebook. I didn't even have like any social media account except for Instagram, which I would like go as a ghost. Like I would look at people's uh, feed. I would look at like, I would comment and do all of that. But I myself did not post one single thing. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that tomorrow, like on Tuesday, the, guy, the day that you guys are going to be listening to this podcast or like whatever, um, I'm marking like my one year anniversary since coming back to socials. And the reason being, I didn't like post anything. And it was crazy because in retrospect, those were like crazy years in my life. Like that was like post a car accident. So that's where like I started feeling like very anxious. So that's when I decided to take a step, like a step back. And it kind of just happened, you know, like I didn't decide not to post anything. I just did not feel aligned to it. But then I, I, I traveled a lot and I had, um, I had my baby, so I was pregnant. And then we, we bought like our dream house and then we moved to another dream house, like hours away from that. Like we, I mean, we did so much within those four years, but I did not post one single picture. And then last, and I was kind of like saving. I knew I was going to come back at one point on Instagram and wanting to keep my account for something special, like quote unquote special. I did not have a clue what that was going to be like, but I knew I was saving it. And so a year ago on July 13, 2020, I came back and again, like I was looking at my feed and I came back with like me. Well, not me. It's not a picture of me. It's a picture of like my computer, me having breakfast in my dining room, watching uh, Yes Supply videos on YouTube. And again, I hadn't even launched my business. I hadn't even decided that I was going to be NLP certified, which I... I, I was aware of NLP because I healed my anxiety through NLP and like so much other shit. But it's just so funny now that that was like my first comeback picture. Like someone who's like big into NLP and like all of these techniques that I now use with my own clients. So again, that's just so special. And that day, I not only did I come back to Insta, but I also start, started doing stories. 
which I had never done. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to come back on Insta. I'm going to come back on like this full, this full journey that now I'm, I was ready to embark on, not knowing where it was going to lead me and deciding to go all in, like blindly deciding to go all in. And I cannot believe it's been a year because I've had so much fun over the past year, like growing into like, social media and social media management and social media like strategies and also like showing up and like not showing up and taking a step back when I feel like needing to 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 take a step back but also reassessing my energy every single time because I know that that's what that's like where the magic is it's like your energy how you're designed to show up on on socials so anyways i think it's just like such a great experience such a great year i am definitely celebrating this today tomorrow because it's a like it's major in my life and it's a major accomplishment and it's just so fun and i mean it ties in with today's episode with my friend my guest jackie jacqueline foster from uh meet your truth and we actually dive into this at one point about how to show up and use your voice on social media so um definitely let me know how how you you're liking this episode and make sure to rate and review because i you're gonna like you're gonna sense this energy like we connected from like minute one and it was such a great conversation I'm definitely gonna have Jackie at one point back on this podcast because I feel like we have like hours left of great convos to have and to share with you guys so uh, I hope you guys like this episode and something else I want to tap into before letting you go for you to enjoy is that I have um openings right now if you want to work with me i have openings in elite freedom base which is my signature one-on-one coaching program which taps into mindset energy biz uh creation vision structure simplification system that's pretty much for you who is tired of the nine to five tired of like the side hustle you're ready to like upgrade your entire life um to enjoy three day long weekends whenever you feel like you want to enjoy slow mondays uh really reassess your entire lifestyle this is the program for you and also i'm gonna be reopening doors um i'm not quite sure when but like in the next month and a half or so for luxury mindset which is my group coaching container all about um mindset and energy so if you're not ready to like dive into um or if this is not a desire of you to have your own business but you're still curious and you're feeling pulled towards upgrading your how you're feeling and let go of like bs that is holding you back and like really step into your worthy beach luxury mindset is a great program for you it's a group coaching program but there's one-on-one aspects to it so i believe it's like the best of both coaching worlds so there's the wait list that is open so when we are reopening doors to enrollment you're going to be the first to know so those are like the first those are the best ways to work with me right now um i'm looking forward to like spend this time with you and like upgrade your life and show you how everything is so possible if you have any questions slide into my dms like everything is linked in my bio anyway so if you have any questions make sure that like check those out but also know that my dms are always open so guys i'm closing it off right now wishing you a fantastic day enjoy this epi love you and sending you the bestest energies okay guys hi i am here with my pal Jackie. Should I call you Jackie Jacqueline? How I, I don't even know how to call you. 
Honestly, either or is good. You can call me Jay, you can call me Jackie, Jacqueline, whatever flows out works for me. You have such a French name. I know. It's funny. My, I'm not French at all, but my parents just loved that spelling of it, which I do as well. Personally, I think it's uh, the best one. But <laughs> Is it for Jackie O? No, they honestly just liked the name. Like they just liked the name Jacqueline. Yeah, but I've had people walk up to me and start speaking French. Like when I worked in retail years and years ago and I'd have it on my name badge and they'd start speaking French. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Je ne sais pas français. <laughs> yeah, also because I, I, I grew up in New Brunswick. So no yes. Way. Yeah, so it's a bilingual yeah. province uh, in Fredericton. Oh, no way. Yeah. I have good memories of Fredericton. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, okay, I'm like all over the place right now, but I want to like close this one off. I actually went to see um, the Black Crows. There was like, yeah, in Fredericton. It was like rainy. It was like perfect festival weather. Yes. Oh, it's just like such a vibe. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. That Harvest Festival. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. Jackie and I, we both connect over like really good music. Mm-hmm. So I just find it so funny that in like the first minute of us like talking, <laughs> we're so already good. there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take very long. Didn't take very Our long. Our souls connect. <laughs> it's so true. Okay. So Jackie, let's just get into it. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to get you to introduce yourself because you are such a vibe and I love everything that you're about. So let's just, like quickly, are you a more coffee or champagne kind of girl? I got to go with coffee. Coffee is the one thing I cannot live without. I love my morning coffee. I love my morning coffee routine. Everything around it is just my favorite. What's your coffee morning routine? So I'll get up, get up, start. I put on the French press. And then while I'm doing that, I like light incense and then like put on, I have a Google home, which will play forest sounds and like ocean waves. And that's what I play in the morning when I'm making my coffee and getting ready. So, and then I normally sip coffee and read a bit of a book. Which you like, you often post about that, and yeah. it's like such a vibe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's the best. So, what's your favorite book? Oh my gosh. Okay, so my favorite book. I was thinking about this. It's probably The Untethered Soul. I'm not sure who the author is, but The Untethered Soul is my favorite book. Have you read it? No, never. It's incredible. Read it. Yeah, so I read it for the first time when I first started like my personal development journey, probably like four years ago. And it was the first time I'd ever heard the concept of being the observer to your own thoughts. And as a chronic overthinker, I, it blew my mind. And so that really altered the way that I view everything and like the way I view my own thoughts and my own behaviors and subconsciously the way you think and, and act and patterns. How did you find the book? Like that, like someone recommended to you, like, cause that's such a like impactful book. So there's gotta be yeah. like a story to get to it. Yeah, that's a really great question. I actually don't know. I mean, at that point, I was really into like the only people in the personal development world that I was aware of and followed were like Brene Brown and Oprah. So so honestly, it was probably one of those two. I love them both. Like Brene Brown. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Second vibe. Yeah. Um, If you were a city, what city would you be? Probably New York. New York City is like one of my favorites hands down. I miss New York. Yeah, I love it. I love it there. I love the energy there. I love how it's like, it can be upscale or it can be like kind of grungy, but also really fun. Like it has everything. I love it. Yes. Are you like Manhattan or like Brooklyn, Williamsburg? Like, Ooh, I would say, I mean, I like both. If it was Manhattan, it would be like East Village. Yeah. Maybe like a bit more South, like Greenwich, East Village. Um, but I do love Brooklyn. I do love Brooklyn. Brooklyn would be like a weekend vibe. 
Yes. I mm-hmm. love, 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 love New York. Like <laughs> I personally have such a hard time answering that question because there's so many layers to our personalities. Yes. But my heart beats when I think about New York. Like I literally have like heart palpitations, but like in a good way, you know, like yeah. my soul resonates with the city. And yes. I mean, it's, I, we were there last time we were there because New York is like my home away from home. So we go like many, many times a year. But last time we were there was um, the weekend that COVID hit and oh New York became the epicenter. We were there, but not knowing because people were not like talking about it much. Yeah. It was my husband's birthday and haven't been since, but we are like just waiting for like freaking, I don't know what, but like, we're like it's just like, like anything <laughs> we're just waiting to go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. I I love it. And like you said, there's so many layers to people's personalities. So for me, it's like, I'm either a New York girl or I'm like camping in a national park girl. (laughs) There's no real in between. (laughs) I love that. Uh, What is your go-to mantra? So currently it's why not me? So, you know, you look at other people and what they're doing, and I think we can often either be inspired or maybe like intimidated or wondering like, well, they did it. How can I do it? So I just started telling myself, why not me? Why can't I do that? Why can't I achieve that? Why can't I have all the things that I want? It's It's all about embodiment. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What a great one. It like really resonates. Um, and share something. I mean, you guys don't see Jackie right now. I'm going to post a picture. (laughs) She's like such a vibe. And like the first thing I said, when we started, like when we zoomed, I was just like, Ooh, that lipstick, but you, okay. What is your go-to Lux, um, item like Lux ritual lately? I know your answer, but like, (laughs) yeah, spill the beans. So a friend of mine got me this beautiful red Gucci lipstick for my birthday. And so that I throw that on, it could go with any outfit. I could literally be wearing, I am wearing like actually jeans and a bodysuit and just like a white button up and I threw it on and it changes everything. I love it. I love it so much. So chic. I love that for you. Okay. So now like introduce yourself because I know you're already going to be like loving and vibing with us. (laughs) I, I don't know how you and I got to connect, but we just did at one point and we like already from the get go switched to like our musical tastes. Mm-hmm. Now like spill the beans, who you are. I want people to like get the feels. Yeah. So we, and I remember we also connected over our past experience in, um, in our past careers as well. True. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll backtrack. So I'm based in Toronto, Canada and I am a life and transformation coach. And so I've been doing this for close to a year now, which is like lights my soul on fire every single day. I'm sure you can relate. And I'm sure people out there listening to this can relate as well. It's just like the most fulfilling, energizing soul, just filling work that I've ever impactful. done in my life. Yeah. It's just so impactful. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's incredible being of service and, you know, watching the thing that I love about it is witnessing the light in somebody before they do and being like, Oh my God, I can't wait until you see what I see like that. It's just my favorite feeling in the world. And so I got into this because about three, three or four years ago, I got a job at a large scale marketing activation company in event management. And it was great for a while. It, It shifted into like a bit of a toxic work environment for me. And it just, the way I, I see it in retrospect now, it really exposed a lot of my own um, personal issues and insecurities that I had that I didn't even recognize until uh, that I left that job. I was let go. 
So I was let go last February, right around when COVID hit. So, I mean, I think back now and I feel very lucky that I got let go then. And I had that time to really sit back and consider like, what do I want to do? Like what actually lights me up? Because it is not this anymore. This is like killing me. Well, here's the thing. Cause I want you to explain what it is because I yeah. know what it is, but yeah. cause people tend to glamorize mm. the event industry. Yeah. And it is not all glitz and glam. <laughs> like, it's more like no. not be available 24 seven and like yes. 28 yeah. people would want your job. So you better do it. But like, you probably have like other way to explain it, but yeah, no, what you said is so spot on. Like it's glamorous for maybe the two hours (laughs) that maybe you get to enjoy the event, the event for like a second, but yeah, burnout is encouraged. Like I remember Mm -hmm. people like feeling lazy if like I wasn't burnt out or wondering like, am I not working hard enough or just getting really down on myself and seeing other people really grind, but it didn't feel right to me. And so I had a really hard time pushing myself to that limit. And, you know, I would hear them talk about other people who were asking for time off because they felt burnt out and kind of like ridiculing them for it and being like, well, we had to do this. So you need to also, so step up basically. And so there wasn't really any room to tell masculine. Yeah. There wasn't any room to be like, help. (laughs) Like I am burning out, help me out here. And so it was really difficult. Like you said, that whole energy is so encouraged. And when you don't line up with it, it creates like a pretty strong clash internally and externally. And I remember I was really gunning for, you know, I really wanted this promotion and I really wanted this raise. And I had serious blinders on to what it was doing to me personally. You know, my physical body was falling apart. I was having like so many just issues with my with like bones and joints. And like, I've always had really good skin my entire life. I'm very grateful for that, but I was breaking out out of nowhere. And it was Why are you I, talking to you. Yeah. I didn't sleep through the night for maybe almost two years. I was waking up in the middle of the night, every single night. Like it was really, really bad. And so when I was let go from that job, it was devastating. But I remember thinking like, okay, what am I going to do now? And just feeling almost a sense of relief because it had brought me to such, such a place that I wasn't happy. And I was just gunning for this thing to get this title that didn't really matter. And I wanted to leave anyways, like looking back on it now, it's so disjointed. But when you're in that moment, it's so hard to look outside of it. And I had people telling me, you need to leave, you need to get out. Like, Oh, you had? Because I had people like, oh my gosh, your job is so fun. Like you're so lucky. Like my friends were doing like accounting and like, actually, yeah. like I'm sorry guys, but like very boring shit. Yeah. And I had like the good job, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I it facade. It wasn't the it, truth. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I was the one turning around being like, no, but this can be such a cool job. And I can do like, you do kind of get to do these interesting things because yeah, it sounds do. good on paper. But when you're actually led you to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It gets talked up and hyped up and like, well, you can work up to get these really cool accounts and maybe you'll get pulled onto this account. And we worked with some like really amazing, huge names on some pretty incredible projects. So it was, it was definitely glamorized by the company kind of by like, you would just try to talk it up yourself to justify why you were staying there. Basically it was a lot of personal justification, And so when I was let go from that job and COVID hit and I was like, okay, I can't really, 
I'm going to take a beat to like think about what I want to do. Because at first I was scrambling and was like, I'll just apply for the same job somewhere else. And nothing was hitting, nothing was happening with it, which is a total sign of like, no, Absolutely. you're not meant to go and do that. And, but I took it as, you know, I um, like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. And that's what I felt staying there. I was like, if I can't get promoted here, I'm not good enough to go somewhere else because they know me and they know my work ethic and they know how I am. And so I had a lot of self-worth issues to work through after that, that I wasn't aware of until that job was gone, which was a really interesting thing for me to unpack. And I'm so, so grateful that I did because it just opened my eyes completely to why I was staying in this position. And it, it, ripples into other areas of your life too. You know, why you're staying in certain situations that you shouldn't be in and not standing up for yourself and all of these things. So when I was able to take the time to really like reflect on what I want to do, I've always had an interest in supporting and helping people. Always, always. When I was going to university, I um, was deciding between fashion school and being a therapist. And I was like, I'm going to go to fashion school. Because fashion school was going to take me to Toronto and it was going to be cool and I loved it. So New York Fashion Week. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. And when I was in high school, like the Hills was out and like all about like Vogue magazine and interning. And I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. I love fast paced. I love chaos, which is like a whole other like, yeah, people who say they thrive in chaos is not always the best thing. But, (laughs) but that was where I was going. So always had an interest in really supporting people always had a fascination with humans in general and like why we do what we do and how your brain works and how emotions work. I've always been a very like very sensitive emotional person and I don't say that in a bad way. I used to think it was a weakness almost or something to hide and I truly don't absolutely believe that at all anymore. Um, So when it came time to assess what do I want to do, I was following a couple coaches online but had no idea how to break into that and, and what it entailed and you know, had all the classic thoughts of like, well, how could I do this? Like, I've never done anything like this before. And who am I to like step into this and try to help people? What do I know? Yeah, I don't have certification. Yeah. Yeah. And the more, you know, I luckily took the time last year to really just work on myself and dive into a lot of things. You know, I listened to a ton of podcasts. I did like a ton of like self-paced workshops. I was reading a lot of books and just spent my days educating myself on myself basically and how to dive deeper into that. And I love that for you because I mean, there's like two ways to think of it because obviously COVID sucked. Like it really does, but there's like, you can use it as an opportunity to reinvent yourself Mm -hmm. or go back to the same life that you had pre COVID. And that's like a big decision to make. And I'm so happy that you took the right decision for yourself reassess your entire life mm-hmm. because you would have looked back in like a few years from now, maybe a few months from now, like when quote unquote, the world would reopen mm-hmm. and you'd be like, fuck, I just missed like the opportunity of my life here. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for saying that because I, I completely agree. Like it would have been one of those things where you can go either way. And how did I want to spend that time? You know, I didn't want to feel unproductive. I didn't want to feel like I wasn't moving forward in any way because it was, so difficult, you know, the pressure of the world and what was going on and not having a job and just wanting to feel productive. Mm-hmm. And, and the easiest, not, I don't want to say the easiest, but the thing that came more natural to me was like, okay, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to dive into this because I'd already sort of started that journey a few years prior. So, so yeah. So then I was looking into coaching and 
um, the different coaches online. I think I Googled maybe a couple times like coaching certifications. And then an ad came up on Facebook for this amazing um, wellness college out of BC called Rhodes Wellness. And I just input my email to get more information. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then forgot about it. And later that night they called me and I remember I almost didn't answer the phone because I was like, how serious am I about this really though? And I did. And like, luckily I did because me and the woman had like an amazing half an hour talk about the program, about like the world of coaching. And I immediately was like, oh yeah, like this is, this is it. I'm so, so, so excited. Took that certification. It was six months last year and it was incredible. Like I have never felt so aligned with something mm-hmm. and I'm not like, I don't really thrive in, in academics, I guess you could say, but it like your standard college university. Um, but with this, because it was a, something I'm passionate about, which I think makes all the difference and B, it was all practical. It was all just like working out everything with the other people in the class. And so you really got a feel for what coaching would be like and how it would be to be in that container with somebody. Very and, tangible too. Cause you would yes. see like results, like pretty much instinctively, instinctively, instinctively. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And you get to understand the effect that coaching has on people because you would practice it on one another. So you're not just sitting there on one side of it as the coach the entire time. You get to experience the impact that coaching has, which I think is so vital. And I know you just came out of a coaching container as well, or maybe you're still in one. Um, oh, I've been, I've, I've done a lot of like coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always take breaks between coaches just because yes. I need to like reassess my energy and like, yes let everything integrate. So no, right now I'm on my own and I'm feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you let all that stuff like, yeah, you let all that stuff like sink in and really settle in and, Mm -hmm. and yeah. So then when that was finished, I started my coaching practice and it just feels like the most aligned, like none of it's always easy, but there is ease to it. Like there's a difference between like it being easy and whatever and you know, it's work, but there's ease to the work because you feel so aligned with it. And the sense of accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The sense of just service and being of service to other people and helping other women who have been where I've been. And that's what I love to say is like, you know, I, I help me like three or four years ago, you know, prior to leaving my job, maybe like a f- few years prior to that, you know, uh, I was in a long-term relationship that ended. That was like a four-year relationship. And I left that and had no idea who I was, like not a clue. <laughs> and so that was also like an incredible stepping stone for me. It was really examining who I was and what I like and how I want my life to look and who I want to be. And so that was really, those are the two like kind of linchpins in my personal development journey. Have you read linchpin? No, oh. I, I didn't know that was a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Lynchpin. Oh my gosh. Re- oh. um, fuck. I forgot his name. I have Tim Rice. Is that it? No. Oh, no, that's, that sounds kind of right. I think I'll look it up. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> such, such a game changer. That's so funny. I never used that word either. So it's so weird that oh. I used it and there's a book named that. <laughs> I can't even mention it to anyone. That is so like. Oh my gosh. I love this. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So what a great intro like backstory and everything I a like I want to say that like you bringing up with your ex and like you being fired from your job but taking both opportunities to not forget who you are and like dive into like I don't know like 
whatever life throws your way, but like actually make like basically making lemonade out of these lemons. But like really making something for yourself. Yeah. Like Thank it, you. it proves how everything is possible when you just make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And that's like, that's true. Like embodiment, that is true. Um, sense of self. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I'll, I'll say on that as well is, you know, in both situations, I just felt so stuck. Like I felt so stuck and I felt like I didn't have a choice in anything. And the one thing that I came out of, especially the work situation with was like that you always have a choice. You always have a choice to either stay where you are or take that chance and do something else. Granted, yes, I was let go, but like you said, it's what do you do with that situation? So you have a choice. You can either like wallow in it or you can, as my mother likes to say, be upset for five minutes and then move on. (laughs) So so yeah, that's kind of what I chose to do. And I always remind myself and people that I work with of that too, is like, you always have a choice. And so it's about exploring those choices and what feels right for you. Absolutely. I love that. And like, it's just so empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have notes here of stuff that I yeah. want to talk to you about because here's the backstory, guys, is that Jackie and I had this convo, like DM convo. I don't even know when. Yeah, I, I like guess it was like no on the ground or something. Yeah. Because you posted a story once about using your voice mm-hmm. and how you were like taught to, to hush. Mm-hmm. I don't quite exactly remember the story, but I remember reaching out to you and being like, oh my gosh, do we need to have a conversation about this at some point? Because I, I myself did a lot of work on like using my voice and expressing myself because I too in my childhood was like taught to like not say a word, not express, not like ruffle any feathers. I mean, mm-hmm. um, just not like basically be transparent, like just be a transparent soul or ghost in a room. And yeah. so when you posted that story, I was like, there is something there that we need to address and talk about. <laughs> and ever since, um, ever since you and I started talking about having this convo, which was like, I'm going to say four months ago, probably yeah. so many clients expressed the same, um, same need mm. to open up their voices. So let's dive into it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what what that whole story entails for you. I'm going to also share mine and I'm sure you have like, I I don't even say tips and tools because it's like much bigger than that. It's like how you actually transform that into being able to now use your voice and talk about real stuff, show up on the ground, coach these women and like really transform their life, but also transform their lives. What a big question, but like, (laughs) Let's dive in. Okay, so (laughs) let me start from really the beginning. So I didn't even talk until I was three years old. Didn't talk. And then when I did, I had a speech impediment. So like right out the gate was not comfortable using my voice. (laughs) I ended up going to speech therapy when I was in like grade two, worked out well. Didn't take long for me to pick it up and it was okay. But growing up, you know, similar to you, I grew up in a house. And I, I want to preface this with, like, I ha- did have a great childhood. My parents are wonderful. That's all great. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't mean that it comes without long-lasting programming when you're that young. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I, was, I have three older brothers. And 
uh, I was just a very sensitive, emotional child. So, you know, I would cry a lot and, and like get really upset easily, but nobody was really understanding why. Um, I had, my father <laughs> did have like a pretty bad temper, which I can laugh about now because he's mellowed out so much and love him dearly. But it was like, if you like don't talk back by any means at all, um, if you bother him while he's working, like not a good scene, it was just, it was, you couldn't be expressive because like any sort of expression other than kind of like you said, like, I'm just here existing could get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so I learned to really, and, and some of these I still take as like good skills to have, like, you know, you read the room and you like understand how to navigate things. Um, but you know, any, one of my favorite uh, poets, this woman, Yana Robertson says, any strength turned up too loud as a weakness. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes if you, you know, you're reading the room and, but you're too held back from it and you don't speak up and you're just really assessing and observing, but you're not participating. And I learned to do that really well. I learned to be like a really good chameleon in a room and, and learn to read people and say what I thought they wanted me to say and behave in a way where I thought they wanted me to behave and not in a way that was true to me necessarily. And that's kind of how I grew up. I was around a lot of adults. My parents are um, actors. And so we would have like really fun, like show open and show close parties. So I'd be around adults a lot and I would never want to embarrass myself. And so just always like very cautious of how I was behaving and what I was saying. So never being yourself, your true self. Yeah. Just always trying to be like the good daughter who was like not embarrassing her parents, like got along with the adults and just so overly cautious about that. And it really, as I got older, became a problem. And especially with men in my life too, because I was, unfortunately for my mother, okay with talking back to her. (laughs) So so, so as I got older, you know, communicating with women was a lot easier for me. But with men, like in relationships with bosses I've had, it's, it was a really big struggle to Mm. speak up and and say how I'm feeling and communicate effectively without being really worried that they were going to get upset or get mad at me or just like really catering to their feelings and their emotions and completely ignoring my own. Gosh, do I love that you say that because I had the exact same thing. Mm. Um, Any authority, like masculine authority would get to me like, Yes. And I mean, this is like an actual running joke in my, in my entourage, but like even the guys like at, um, customs, I, I like policemen, like police officers, like anyone, like any male figure who is in authority. Yes. I would like freeze up and like tremble and really like deep issues with that because of childhood, you know? Yeah. And you're like opening this up. Yeah, I'm so happy. I mean, I guess I'm not happy, but like, I'm glad, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you can understand what I'm saying and like, can, it resonates with you because it's true. That's exactly what it is. It's authoritative masculine energy that would just make me really close up and uncomfortable and immediately go into like nurture mode or caretaker mode and like, how do I make this okay? And how do I make like you feel better and completely ignore myself? There were so many times that I've gotten into, it wouldn't even be arguments, but if like a partner of mine would be upset, 
I would think to myself like, oh, I'll just deal with my emotions later. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Like, is he okay? Is he fine? What's going on here? And that ruptures, that eventually ruptures. And then when things fall apart, you're just like, again, it leads into like the, who am I? What do I even feel? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not taking care of this other person. So what are my emotions? How am I feeling about this? And how do I communicate that? And I recognize that that has been my issue in the past with past relationships is my own communication because people will be like, I don't know what you're feeling and I can't read you and I don't understand what's going on. But it's because I didn't have the word, the way to communicate it. I have a thousand feelings every minute, <laughs> but I had such a difficult time. Did you understand your, your feelings though? Because to me, it took like, it, it's always a process. It's, it's a yeah. work in progress. Yeah. Because you're so used to like not showing up your emotions that at one point you're just like putting them somewhere in your body. And we've tapped into this earlier. You yeah. Know, with your job, you have like all of these breakouts and like yeah. muscle and like bones. But like at one point you're just, you don't even know what emotions you're feeling because you're not used to expressing and naming those emotions. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I don't even think at the time I really knew what they were. And because I couldn't put them into words either. Like I didn't know where they were in my body. I didn't know. Another thing with my, my past job was like, I was clenching my jaw so badly. I chipped my tooth. Like it was so severe, Yeah. but but everything's so compounded that you just don't even know what, which one is coming from anymore. And so when it came to trying to communicate, I had to really, that was one thing I had to learn was like, get into my own body, not pick up on somebody else's energy to the point where it affects my own and it affects what I want to say and what's true for me because especially with people even sitting across from me being like no tell me how you're feeling and I'm like all I'm picking up on is this other person because I've spent my entire life trying to um, create a sense of safety in making sure other people felt okay but not having that safety within myself and I think that's a huge thing that I've learned is in order to feel safe in using your own voice, you have to first feel really safe in yourself and using it mm-hmm. and, and not, um, not taking on the responsibility of somebody else's reaction to it. I think that's a huge one too, is I felt very responsible for everybody's feelings around me. Absolutely. And it's also like in every situation, it's like, is it that like adult Jackie who's reacting mm-hmm. or young Jackie, you know, yeah. you have to at one point, secure and like give her so much love comfort your younger self yeah in order for her to like i don't want to say vanish but for her to actually grow with you and like meet you where you are now yeah that's so beautiful and i'm so glad you said that because that's actually something that i've been working on a lot over the last year specifically is really understanding the effects that young jackie still has on now 30 year old jackie and and it's not a bad thing it's nothing to be ashamed of it's nothing to be upset about it. It just, that's part of my life. That's part of my journey. And one thing that um, this other woman who I follow, Ruthie Lindsay has said a lot is every version of me is welcome at the table. Every version of me is welcome. And it's nothing to um, shy away from or shame. Like shame, shame doesn't do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't resolve anything. It doesn't fix anything. It just ends up creating a bigger problem. And so it's just about creating that sense of safety for current me and past me in those situations. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, like the emotion uh, pyramid safety Mm -hmm. first, like it's the foundation of the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's so important to revisit and give ourselves that safety that we 
did have but missed out also like we no childhood is 100 perfect i mean i'm raising a three-year-old right now yeah i'm doing my best i'm all about the subconscious mind i am obsessed with the subconscious mind and i'm mm-hmm. raising a subconscious mind right now mm-hmm. and as much as i'm giving my 100 percent, there's going to be something at one point that he's going to need to revisit and give himself that security in order to grow and become a better adult at the end of the day if of course yeah and, and it's not necessarily a reflection on you as a parent either it's it's no. what they've picked up on in their own mind and what they make of it in their own reality too exactly yeah I love that for you so tell me about like that like everything that you had to learn in order to make peace with you using your voice and expressing yourself now in a container that is gonna like I mean let's just get honest like Instagram you can just talk to like millions of people if that's the path for you so what made like how did you get to being open to express yourself online because a lot of people struggle with that people like are like how do you do stories it's it's explain me because we (laughs) yeah I I'm laughing because I'm thinking back to me last year like late summer fall when I was just launching my Instagram and being like I don't know how I'm going to feel comfortable doing this like I don't know how I'm going to get on a story I'd never been on a story in my life I'm not like that much of an expressive person on like my personal Instagram and in my personal life. Like it's just, I'm really good in person. And I was like, how will that translate? My whole thing was like, I just want to be perceived in the, the way that I, the way that I know that I am. And I had to a realize that I'm going to be perceived a hundred different ways. And it's not, again, my responsibility to, to control that. Um, all I can do is again, like be truthful to myself and who I am and put that out into the world and it will be perceived how it's going to be perceived, but I can be happy and comfortable and feel safe in knowing that I've done it in a way that feels true for me. Mm-hmm. And so the short answer of how I got over that was I just had to do it. Like you just have to do it and keep doing it. And, and you'll get more comfortable as you go on. Like, I'm sure I'll look back at some stories. Like even now, if I went back to some stories, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you're so methodical. Calm down. <laughs> but now I'm, I just like jump on and I'm like, Hey, this is my thought for the day basically. And I just find you just have to do it. Like it's all about like going up against your comfort zone And I've really learned to lean into that and really feel more empowered by any sense of fear that I have than resistant to fear because Mm -hmm. there's a difference between like fearful because you don't want to do something like, and it's not good for you and fearful because it's going to take you to another level and you don't know what that other level is. And that can be scary. And we can build up these comfort zones and these safeties like we've been talking about and really try to keep yourself there but you can also find safety in discomfort and you can find safety in fear and you can find safety in doing uncomfortable things and pushing yourself, knowing that there's a greater version of yourself on the other side. So I think just putting yourself out there and just doing the thing is the easiest way to get over any of that um, insecurity. Absolutely. And I love that you're tapping into that because I had like all these thoughts come to mind when you were talking. It's like, Hey, your brain does not know the difference. Like, physically the, the, the difference between fear and excitement mm-hmm. so you can actually trick your brain in being like, you know what? I'm actually excited because hundred percent of your body will react the same way. Like yeah. that's number one. And number two, it's like, well, how would your higher self show up? What would she do? 
Yeah. She would just show up. She would just like turn on the story or whatever, like the IGTV, the Zoom, like the master classes, whatever. She would just do it. Yeah. And if that's like a desire that you have within you, the, the fastest way, like you just said, the safest way to do is just to do it and show up for yourself. Yeah. And you're no all, exactly. And you're always going to be more critical of yourself than anybody else. Well, somebody's going to look at that story and be like, oh, that was cool. And then like go on with their day or like you can have an impact. Like you've said, like it might just be not like, oh, that was cool. Move on. But it'll be like, oh, that was really interesting. Or, oh, that really resonated with me. But you're going to sit there and be like, oh my God, I said this weird word. And like, did I look okay? And what about that filter and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're always going to care a thousand times more than anybody else watching will. So just like relax. It's okay. And the, my favorite thing is like, just think about the people that you follow and that you love. And do they always show up like totally put together and like have a script in front of them and like all of these plans. It's like, no, the things that you love the most about people are the most vulnerable and open and honest and human aspects of them. So just put that out yourself. I love that. And like, okay, so that's what you've been. So you've just been showing up on Insta, but what about in your real life? So in my real life, yeah, okay. I so would this, feel like that's where the actual challenge is because, yeah. yeah, there's, like, Instagram. It's just, like, 1% of your life. There's, like, 99% of, like, the real Jackie behind that. Yeah, yeah. So I would say I actually love this question because I'm really into, like, one thing I honestly keep saying, like, to the universe is, like, I want to keep being put in positions where what I've learned and all the work I've done is tested because I, I like, feel like I have so much. I keep joking with my friend. I'm, like, put me in, coach. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Like I want to do all these things. And so there have been a couple of things that have shown up for me that have been really powerful for me. And that is having conversations with, with men in my life and, or people that I've dated and, and going back to them, even after we've had one conversation and so many times in my life, so many times I've sat back and been a part of a conversation, but not a participant. And I've just been like, get me out of this. I'm so uncomfortable. Please let me leave. (laughs) But I'll have so much to say. And it's also okay if you sit back in those conversations, absorb it, but then allow yourself to reach out to that person and go back to it and say, hey, this just came up for me. Like, do you mind talking? Like, can we talk about this? And I think that's so important because that's something that I had to do recently. And I didn't have to do, sorry. I chose to do because I had spent so many conversations just allowing things to happen and not being an active participant and not saying how I felt. And so after I had a difficult conversation with somebody, I wrote them a couple of days later and was like, Hey, uh, just a few things have come up for me recently. And I'd really love to talk to you about it. Like if you're open to it and they were, and the conversation was great. And I just sat there and said like everything I needed to say. And it felt really powerful. It felt so powerful. It wasn't a fun conversation to have, but I left it thinking like, look at that growth. Like I walked away really proud of myself and that was one of the one of the bigger things that's happened recently in my own like witnessing my own growth and using my voice more and feeling more empowered to use my voice and knowing that my my feelings are valid and that they belong in a conversation i think that was the one of the important things as well is everything that you feel is real and true to you even if it's coming from a past experience being projected onto a new one it's still real for you and it's still something that you have to navigate and unpack effectively (laughs) and really understand like yeah just talk it through with somebody and I think I posted something recently about vulnerability and and how the way your vulnerability is received 
isn't your responsibility, like I've, I've mentioned mm-hmm. before. And, but it's important to you to honor yourself and honor your feelings and that they are valid and that they are true and real and to express that because it's important for you to do that as a person. <laughs> and if that's not received well, then that person probably shouldn't really be a part of your life or that's a part of a greater conversation. So, yeah. So I think it's just been, I really get excited about those moments where I feel tested and I like being like, okay, like you've, you've practiced this, you've learned this now, put it, put it into practice really. I love that you're saying that because I was just having a conversation early on today about, um, you know, when you do like all of this inner work and then you're being challenged and then some people will react like, well, fuck my life. I did all this work now. I'm being tested. I see. And the way I said it earlier was just like so simple. It was like, well, you know what? When you go to school, you sit on a bench, you learn math. And at mm-hmm. the end of the semester, you're going to be tested with like your math, the math skills that you learned. And then you're going to pass or not pass, you know? So every challenge that life is throwing your way is a great um, opportunity to make something out of it. And then you're, okay, well, congrats, you passed the challenge, next level. You know, it's like, yeah. you level, you devil. I say this all the time as well. Yeah. Something else that came to mind is that mm-hmm. your voice in, is an actual muscle. Mm-hmm. And there's like ways to practice it. The more you use your voice, the more you become empowered mm-hmm. to use it and to share whatever you're feeling or thinking or like raising your hand at the table and being like, you know what? I have something to say as well about whatever situation. And I don't really care if, if you like what I'm going to say, or if you you're in agreement with what I'm going to say, but I am entitled to open up my voice and use, use my muscle. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love everything you just said. That's so true. And it just sparked this memory of mine where I, a few months before I got let go, I went into my review, which I've been really pushing for really pushing for this review because I was, and I wrote out notes because I was going to go in and that would normally be a situation where I would sit back and be like, okay, whatever you have to say, that's fine. If I don't get what I want, that's okay. And I'll just go and like ruminate on this later and think about it for weeks on end. But I went into this meeting with two of my bosses, one of which was a male and um, yeah, they weren't going to give me what I wanted. And I came back to them and was like, actually, this is all the reasons I deserve this. I don't understand why I'm not getting this. If you can just like explain this to me. And like, also as somebody who has always had trouble receiving feedback, cause I just feel so like uncomfortable oh with God. it. <laughs> I, I always want it, but then I always feel so vulnerable getting it. Um, it was a huge thing for me to go in and do that as well. Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't end up getting what I wanted, but I can still look back on it saying I fought for what I knew I deserved. And even though I didn't get it, I still really stood up for myself. I love that. Cause I, one of my, and I, I don't say this quite often. Like it's not a word that I resonate with. It's, it's part of like my past, but like one of my regrets, um, and I don't really share this. Like, I don't think I've ever shared this story. So, I mean, we are good together. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, love this. The last day, so I, I had my, I was struggling with anxiety. I went back to work after having um, a baby, but I, I took like an extended mat leave. So I was mm-hmm. at home for like a year and a half before going back to work. And I knew it that I was, I was like headed to like freaking disaster. Yeah. So. I still listen to like everyone around me tell me, no, it's going to be fine. Blah, blah. Don't worry. Um, you're going to love it. Like, it's just, you're just not in it right now, but it's going to be good. So anyways, yeah. I go to work. I, it lasted for seven weeks 
And I remember, um, I mean, for seven weeks straight, I would like tremble my way to work or like cry in like the bathroom or like try my best to like pretend. And I remember the Friday. So I actually left on the Monday. Like on the Monday, I like just laughed. Like I couldn't deal with like the anxiety. I was just like 100% anxiety. But the Friday, I was alone at the office and I had like a really cool, uh, I don't, it's a corporate job, but it's like a really cool one mm-hmm. that people would like love. Like they would like just envy this job. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, working with uh, sponsorships and marketing and all of that. So anyways, on the Friday, I was alone in my team. Everyone had like taken the day or something. Like I was just alone and I had to approve a commercial that was coming out the next week, the following mm-hmm. week. So I had to approve like uh, sponsors logo and all of that. And so I do my job, I approve, but I know that usually like I would approve with like someone just like mm-hmm. would be a team. But that day I was alone. All four of my coworkers were like not there. So the Monday I get to work and the first thing I see in my inbox is um, a meeting request at like 8.30, like from my, my director and my boss. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like already like anxiety is always about like projecting the fear yeah. So I already like, I'm like, holy fuck, like trembling, like, oh my gosh, what did I do? So I get into the, uh, my director's office and she's like, well, Friday you approved a commercial. Um, you made a, a mistake and like, now we are fucked and blah, blah, blah. And she just like went on and I kid you not. And this is why I'm saying this is like a regret because mm-hmm. at the, or a lesson, because I remember that was like three-year-old Emmanuel sitting mm. in her chair, looking down, not being able to like make any eye contact. I couldn't express how I was feeling because all I was going through my mind was like, well, where the fuck were you guys on Friday when this emergency approval needed to happen? But at the time, I could not express myself. And still Ugh. to this day, this is like the first time I talk about it. But like, mm. it's like the importance of like, well, there's milestone moments that are positive. Mm-hmm. But there are also moments that aren't, but you need to grow from those ones. So now if I look back or if I'm ever in a situation, well, A, now I'm talking about it, meaning I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. But like, I'm going to express myself and like, I don't want to say defend myself. I'm just going to say, I'm going to use my muscle. I'm going to use mm-hmm. my voice to express whatever, whatever I'm, my situation is. So yeah, I just had to like, share this right now. <laughs> no, I love that. That's such a powerful story. And like you said, it's not necessarily regret. It's just a lesson because now you'll never, that's so imprinted in you that you'll never allow that to happen to you again, because you know what it feels to sit back and have that and just sit there and not speak up. Exactly. And it's like always like that figure authority mm-hmm. that, that because we're like, I've been doing a lot of shadow work around that mm-hmm. and like letting go of like so much that now I, I know that, you know what, at the end of the day, we're all on the same friggin' pedestal. Like no one is yeah. higher, like lower above me or whatever. Like no, everyone's yeah. all human. Oh my gosh. I love that you just said that because that's something I've been working heavily on too, is not putting people on pedestals and mm-hmm. really having it be like an even playing field for everybody. And like you said, like you're entitled to express that and you're so entitled to express how you're feeling and to defend yourself because you absolutely had a leg to stand on, but in those situations, I mean, yeah, I had like one fuck yeah powerhouse moment <laughs> in a meeting. I'm but, so proud of you for it. But behind that is like a hundred other ones where I sat there just like stewing in it and so mad and just like, like I said, like not sleeping, grinding my teeth, breaking out, like 
that is what led me to the moment of being like, fuck this. Like I am speaking up because if I don't, then I, then I can't look back on this and say, I tried everything. And that's something that I try to do now is really like, no matter how something turns out, as long as I can look back on it and say, I was true to myself. I expressed how I was feeling. I expressed what I needed. I did my best. Then I, then it's hard to have regrets about something if you look back on it and say, I did my best. 100%. I love that you're saying that. So have you been doing, because I keep saying that the voice is a muscle. Have you Mm -hmm. been doing like actual exercises? Oh my God, I should. I live alone. And like during COVID, honestly, there were times where like I barely spoke to anybody all day. And then I would see a friend or like talk on the phone with my mom and I'd be talking for like a half an hour and wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, like, like, am I sick? My voice hurts. And I realized it's because I hadn't been using my muscle and it like, it is a muscle and it hurts if you don't use it after a while. Absolutely. Yeah. I something that I start doing in the... In the springtime, like end of uh, end of winter, pretty much when you and I like have this convo at first is, mm. uh, and like very instinctively, I I started doing, <laughs> and I never thought I would be one of those, <laughs> but like when I meditate, I w- I like I add like mm, like oh, humming, yeah, just, like just to like exercise my actual voice, yeah. um, or like doing so in the shower as well. Oh, that's like, so smart. Humming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I sing around my apartment. I'm not a good singer. Let me preface that with like, I can't sing, but I do sing. (laughs) I do. I sing too. And I'm like, I don't care now who hears me sing because I used to like dream about being a singer. Same. My dream. Well, there, there you go. We, we just, (laughs) (laughs) and so like hushing, like your biggest dream, but being hushed, like being told to hush such a disconnect that now I'm like, you know what? Let's just like have fun. So, um, I also do, um, I've also done a lot of, uh, Reiki. Have you tried Reiki for your, yes, of it? Yes. Yes. It's so powerful. Oh my gosh. It's such a game changer. There's this incredible woman here in Toronto who does Reiki, who I go to. And yeah, she like, she blows my mind and, and doing that just, it makes such a difference. It's such a game changer. Yeah. I remember once I was on the table a few months ago and, um, I had this little like image of Ariel, like Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. come out of the water, like ha! Ah. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my like, gosh, that's so powerful. Energy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it was such a great moment, but and also like it, like like needless to say, but, like podcasting, even like just mm-hmm. using like every opportunity to express ourselves is. Is a good, it's a great opportunity actually to do so. Yeah. And it's so powerful. And, and just doing that inspires other people to do the same as well, because if, mm-hmm. if we share our stories and, you know, I'm sure you've seen this with other people that you admire too, maybe that you resonate in, in a way where you've both been through the same struggle, or maybe they're further along than you are in something. It's just so powerful to see that. And again, it's the, why not me mantra that we can come back to is like, well, if they can do it, then why can't I? One hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Um, anything else coming up to you, like for you right now, that you want to like share? I mean, we have this is like a safe space, a clean space, a fun space. Yeah. To, like just like <laughs> yeah, <accept> itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me think. Like, what is a fun thing to bring up? I actually just love this conversation so much because I feel like it sometimes gets talked about as in like. 
a bit more general, like a blanket statement of like, well, women, you know, caretakers, they don't speak up and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, but to go this in depth as to like why it happens and where it starts and what the problem is and how to come out of that, I think is so powerful because I just don't even know if I ever, I mean, I had to navigate it completely on my own. I had to hit so many like severe rock bottoms to be like, okay, you like have to learn how to express yourself or else you're just going to keep grasping at things that aren't really meant for you. If you, if you can't express what you want and how, and how you want it and, and just what you're passionate about and what you care about, then things are going to keep slipping through your fingers because you're not going after it in the way that you should. And for me, this even dates back to like when I was like 19, I remember, (laughs) I remember this guy had a, like he was, had a crush on me and I really liked him, but I didn't express it. And then he ended up dating somebody else. And I was like, well, what happened? And I remember from that moment, I was like, I will always express myself because I just missed out on like a cool person that I wanted to date because I didn't express it. And that really switched a dial for me. That was probably the first time it really switched for me. I was like, I was like, okay, I need to like start expressing myself properly or else this will keep happening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I think that the universe is so smart that it will always, it will throw you the same rocks at you Mm -hmm. until you learn the freaking lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you a learn that and B lean into it, I mean, I have had times where I'm like, can you just stop throwing this at me, please? Like I'm over it. I've had enough. Um, But when you start leaning into it and thinking, okay, so don't get upset about it. Just ask yourself like, okay, what am I meant to learn here? And how can I implement this? And don't get frustrated. You know, it's so easy to get stuck in these moments where you're like, why is this happening to me? And why is this happening again? And, you know, how many more lessons do I have to learn? And it's like, no, that's all life though. You don't just like wake up one day and you're like, I did it. I'm here. (laughs) Like there's so many things along the way. And that's the fun of it. If you start looking at things, that's something I've been doing very recently, especially now with things starting to open up again, is like infusing more joy back into my life and having more fun, intentional fun. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing if you have to like do things on purpose. I think at least for me, I had a struggle because I was like, well, I should just, I should just be happy and this should just be fun. And it's like, no, you can be intentional about it and do it on purpose. Like things just don't always just fall into your lap and happen. Like go after what you want, make that fun, create that joy for yourself, find the joy in the little things. If maybe the big things aren't panning out right now in the way that you want them to. And it's all about finding those moments in your life that infuse that for yourself. Absolutely. And like something that just came to mind is that so last time that we all like were humanly living normally yeah um, a lot of us grew in like massive ways so the mm-hmm. fun that you used to have a year and a half ago you're not the same person so you yeah. need to learn now what what is actually fun for you right now and to try out all of these different things and explore and like make time for it because the more fun you have the better you are as a person and you being on the online space as well and being a coach, you magnetize from that energy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I love everything that you just said. Yeah, exactly. You have to find what aligns with you now with who you are as a person and not who you were. And that's not a bad thing. And that's not like, 
it's nothing to be upset about because change can be scary and transformation can be scary for people. And again, it comes back to safety. Mm -hmm. But then if you lean into that and lean into like, Oh, I can explore like what actually makes me happy now. And what is that? And, and what types of people do I want to date now? And what kind of fun do I want to have now? And like, what do you enjoy? What kind of music do you like? Like everything is always changing and evolving and it should, because if it's not, I think to me, that's worse. I would be Mm -hmm. more, fearful of things not changing and evolving for myself than I would to keep going through these different cycles in life. Absolutely. Do you know what your, uh, with your, um, your human design, do you know what your mm-hmm. authority is? Uh, it's my authority. I, what are the different types? Do you remember what they are? Um, oh, it's, it's single, single authority. Single. It's like, yeah, hold on. I can actually. So my um, my human design is projector, okay. and I'm a four one projector. And yeah, I think my design is single single authority. I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, which is like basically it can only come from me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I basically how can I describe this? I'm trying to find it right now because I, I know, know that human I design is bookmark. such a science on itself. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, what's yours actually? Uh, I'm a generator sacral authority. So everything that I do from, from fun will generate. Oh, amazing. I love that. I know. I love that too. I'm like, yeah, that explains everything. Gives me permission to like body <laughs> even more. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from, babe? Oh my gosh, I love that. That's actually amazing. Good for you. I'm like, I'm popping. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Okay, so I know you have a great program right now open. Because yeah. I know people are going to be obsessed with you. Actually, let me just stop you there for one second. Oh. It's, it's self-projected authority. So I get clarity on how I feel by bouncing my thoughts off other people. That's what it is. So I have to speak it out loud, which is so funny that oh, I have to speak out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually, I'll tell one super quick story. I, was, I joined this mastermind a few months ago. It just ended, which was incredible. And I remember it was kind of like a spontaneous thing. It was a lot of money, but I knew I had to do it. But I asked like four different people And I knew the entire time as I was explaining it, I was like, just trust yourself, just do it. But I was like, guys, do you think I should do it? And everybody's like, the way you're saying it, somebody actually said to me, like, I can hear it in your voice, how excited you are about this and you have to do it. I love that. That is so funny that that's your actual authority. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Reading that now. (laughs) That's actually hilarious. I love that. Oh my gosh. Wow. So meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) So meant to be. Human design does not lie. Guys, if you... (laughs) If you are interested, so in interesting. Design, do it. Yes, it's so interesting to look into. It's kind of it takes a bit of like investigation into it, but it's really interesting. Yeah. Did you get a reading, or you just did it on your own? No, I just did it on my own. I do know that the four one authority is quite rare, and it's all about. I think it's observation and or no, sorry, it's investigation and something else. But it's like very like you have a very set path in life. Love that. Yeah. I'm very, what's my, my, I think I'm like three, five or something. Mm. I have my notes here. <laughs> I'm that. still like, so I always go back. Yeah. I'm a three, five, meaning that I need to explore, like test out the water. Like let's mm. say, um, you're a child and you're being told, don't touch the oven. You're going to burn yourself. Yeah. I need to touch the oven. To 
my gosh, I love that description. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> and I actually remember touching the oven when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely recommend like getting a reading because I yeah. mean, it's so, so good and so impactful yeah. and it changes like so much. It just gives you Amazing. permission to actually embody who you know you're mm. meant to be, but like explaining everything about it. It's just, uh, I'm obsessed That's beautiful. with beautiful. Okay, so tell mm-hmm. me about your program so people can like join it, work with you. I want yes. people like give you your handles and all that. Yeah, okay. So my Instagram handle is at meetyourtruth on Instagram. Um, and so I have two offerings. So one is just like one-on-one clarity sessions. So these are just like one-off sessions to really help you navigate any sort of transformation that's come up for you or gaining clarity around what you want to do. I mean, I always describe this as really, you don't even have to have a clear end in mind. It's just, you know, you need a change. Maybe you don't know what that is yet. And it's about building that bridge between where you are and where you want to be. And so that's what these clarity sessions are designed for. And then my uh, program is a four-month one-on-one program called Unstuck, which after hearing my whole story, I think is quite (laughs) self-explanatory. But this is all about like really, really cultivating authentic fulfillment in your everyday life and recognizing that you have a choice, following through on those choices, really leaning into that transformation, knowing you're not as stuck as you think you are. And again, like building that life and creating that sense of fulfillment for you and really leaning into that heart-centered growth and sense of living. And I think that's something that I've found on my journey too, is really learning to align with who you are in your heart-centered goals, knowing who you are and leading from that place, I think is so powerful. And you really can't make a wrong move if that's where you're leading from. But I also recognize that that's a hard it's a challenging place to get to. And that's why I built this program is because I want to offer support and service to really empower women to empower themselves. I think that's the most important thing that we can do is to really show women that, and I know you do this in your work too, that it's all in you. You have it all. You have all the answers. You have all the strength. You have all the power. It's all about learning how to tap into that and continually tap into that. And even when it feels like you're going off track, you know, learn to observe and investigate as opposed to getting down on yourself and feeling shame and feeling upset. It's just really, that's what I love about this work is supporting women in that way. And again, recognizing that you're never as stuck as you think you are. You're never, um, there's always a choice. There's always a choice to lean into it. And so that's what that program is about. It's, uh, like I said, four months and yeah, it's just like beautiful one-on-one work. Um, And yeah, it's just something I'm so proud of and seeing the transformation, like I mentioned, you know, seeing the light in somebody before they even see it and supporting them in uncovering that for themselves is just such a beautiful thing. And I I love it. I love it so much. Amen. (laughs) I love your story just because you're doing this. Now. <laughs> I don't know. What, oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And so that's why this is like a really, this program's really rooted in transformation. And again, that can seem like, it can kind of seem like an overwhelming word, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's heart-centered growth is kind of the word that I've landed on now. And that just gives you a lot more permission and space to, learn and discover and question. And that's another huge thing that I love doing with clients is, and you do as well with the subconscious work is like questioning why you believe these things, questioning why, 
why you behave in a certain way or follow a certain pattern and then uncovering and rediscovering new ways that are more empowering to move forward. Absolutely. It's so, mm. it's, it's total makeover. Like you, you yeah. can, like I look back at who I used to be and I'm not like, I'm physically the same person, mm. but like emotionally, energetically, mentally, like I'm someone completely different. And so I know it's possible. Yeah. You have to go through the journey in order to, to support, to guide, to teach, to empower. Yeah. You need to go through the journey. And that's how you make peace with the journey. You embrace the journey and you become mm-hmm. so proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You become so proud of it. And, and it makes you more excited when you notice you're coming up against like a new cycle ending or beginning. And you're like, okay, I've been through this before. And I know that something greater is on the other side, no matter how difficult it might seem right now. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, this convo. So we're going to link everything in the show notes. so people Amazing. Can- find you and mm-hmm. girl i was so looking forward for this convo for months oh my god the best hour spent like on this, this is spot, like, highlight of my week yeah truly same this was like so juicy so impactful i love it i love this so much i love you thank you so oh, love much love you too babe thank you so much for listening to today's episode If you could go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review, I would be so thankful as it gets to help the podcast get to even more listeners. So don't forget to hit subscribe and until next week's epi, embody the best version of you, living her luxe life and sipping the finest bubbly. Cheers, babe.